What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones in charge. They are the host. Therefore, they're behind the wheel and they are steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here on this fine Monday afternoon. It is October 31st, 2022. And no, I do not dare say happy Halloween and mean it because, well, because I just don't. (laughs) we're not even doing trick-or-treating we're not doing any of that nonsense we're going out to eat and just so my you know daughter does not feel cheated out of you know the collection of sweet treats that you know every parent hates to allow their kids have we are just taking matters in our own hands and we're allowing her the sweet treats that aren't as terrible for you and of course not laced with fentanyl so you know that's what we plan on doing but we're going to be going out to eat with the in-laws my in-laws her parents and uh yeah we're just going to have a nice uh you know again evening i'm not even going to say halloween evening but a nice evening uh with some family while the kids pass by my darkened house hopefully you know i don't i think you know a lot of kids i think it's scared of me because i am that dad I am that dad in the neighborhood. Um, And you might be wondering, well, Jason, what do you mean you're that dad? Well, I'm the dad that doesn't put up with nonsense. Now, you might say, well, yeah, but Jason, (laughs) let's be real. There's a lot of fathers out there that typically don't put up with nonsense. It's very true. It's very true. However, I'm the one that doesn't mind getting loud and yelling at a kid if they're being stupid towards my daughter or if my daughter is being stupid towards another kid as a matter of fact because let's face it (laughs) my kid's not perfect either and when she acts out and she hits another kid yeah you better believe you're probably hearing my voice about two streets down and so that's why i think a lot of kids actually believe it or not they're one of them said i think what was it one of them said oh yeah let's go play with haven i heard i heard this one time i was outside doing something in the garage and uh one of the little boys and you know what it's the perfect perfect little boy i'm so glad too because haven's got such a huge crush on him and he's actually a good kid don't get me wrong but like not doing that whole boyfriend thing and and one of the neighbor kids was like yeah let's go to haven's you know haven's house because you know she's got that you know playset, blah 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 whatever whatever they wanted to do <laughs> and all i hear from uh, this little little young man he says uh no think i'm gonna just stay over here um her dad her dad yells really loud (laughs) i was like that's great like yes fear me i'm like i I tell you what i hope that fear lasts all throughout dating years in high school and college or whatever 
Um, in fact, I, I don't even want her going to college. I'm not about to let her get indoctrinated. Well, you know, hopefully guide her to hopefully she can do something that, you know, she a has a passion for number one, but number two, <clears throat> get actually educated, not indoctrinated. But anyway, but yeah, I just, I, when I heard that little kid say that, I was like, all right, now I kind of feel bad, but at the same time, I feel like it's like a badge of honor. So I'm like, whatever. But anyway, so, um, <clears throat> I don't even know how the hell I got on that rant but here we are it is october 31st last day of the month and we got oh finally november and then we're gonna have december and next thing you know it's gonna be new year's then we're gonna be getting you know coaxed by the uh hallmark companies you know that'll be valentine's day you gotta buy all this chocolate and flowers and big giant oversized stuffed teddy bears that won't even fit in the attic or a closet. And so now you got to, you know, get rid of it. I mean, it just, it, 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 the list of these stupid holidays goes on and on and on. Now, Thanksgiving's not stupid. I love Thanksgiving. Christmas, because, of well, I celebrate Christmas for the true meaning of Christmas, for Christ. But, you know, there's a lot of hidden stuff behind that too, apparently. So, but anyway, I'm just rambling on now. It is going to be a fairly quicker show. I've been very busy. I was out at uh, Donna Brandenburg's um, farm, ranch, horse barn, whatever you want to call it, compound. I mean, it could be classified all the above. Um, we were doing some video footage of all her, uh, all of her priorities that she wants to cover and take care of when she becomes governor of Michigan. Not if, when, when she becomes governor, I know she will be. Um, so we were doing a lot of, uh, so I'm working on a project for her from now until the, uh, well, pretty much till election night. And I'm working on a project for uh, Destry, um, something with the assembly. So there's a lot going on. I got a lot going on. So uh, sadly, um, you might not get the same duration or long length of podcast, you know, like we were for the last few weeks. Um, they might be a little shortened up just because I'm trying to make sure I don't spread myself too thin, but I also don't want to take away from the show and completely not do a show. So just bear with me from now until, uh, you know, next week, Tuesday or Wednesday, if you could. All right. It's gonna be very, very busy. I had to have the same talk with my daughter and wife. It's just, you know, when it comes to this nation, you know, we're, we're getting close to some pretty pivotal points right now. And so, um, it takes many of us to help save this Republic. It's not just, you know, it doesn't lie on the shoulders of one man or one woman. It takes everybody. It takes a village, right? It takes a community. And that's why I encourage the assembly is so much with people get involved in your local level. And while I'm talking about it, if, um, Oh, Shiawassee County, Michigan, if they happen to be hearing this, um, I want to give them a major kudos and uh, props and a hat tip to them. Um, there's, you know, they're, you know, John Kirk over there. And I believe I can't remember her last name, but her first name's Candy. Uh, they're like the first two um, people that are getting that county going. And they had an introductory to self-governance meeting this past weekend. Apparently it was a big turnout. People joined, you know, some people joined the assembly. It was great. So um, major hat tip to that county. Keep it rocking. All right. Keep it rocking. Haven, you got to go. Sorry about that. Thought my door was closed. She came sneaking right up and gave me damn near a heart attack here. Oh, all right. So let's get into the reading. So we're going to be reading out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 2, verses 1 through 22. So it's a fairly shorter uh, chapter. Um, <clears throat> so this first part we're going to be reading, it's going to be, and again, we're reading out of the NASB. And the first section, which is verses, let's see here. Well, verses 2 through... 
11, and it's talking about God's universal reign. And it reads, The word which Isaiah, the son of Amaz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, now it will come about that in the last days the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains and will be raised above the hills, and all the nations will stream to it. And many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us concerning his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For the law will go forth from Zion in the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he will judge between the nations and will render decisions for many peoples. And they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not lift up the sword against nation. And never again will they learn war. I'm going to pause there for a second. Do you know what that kind of sounds like to me? Now, this is just Jason thinking. Again, this is not uh, an actual interpretation. This is just what I'm coming to my mind, whatever little mind there is. But when I read that, they will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. So, okay, meaning they're not going to need their swords anymore. Why? Well, because, again, next line says, Nation will not lift up sword against nation, and never again will they learn war. That almost kind of sounds like a thousand years of peace scenario. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I would love nothing more than to see that play out here in our very near future. I would love that. And believe it or not, it's really not too far-fetched if you think about it, because... If we get our assemblies put together, and I'm going to continue reading here, but a little sidebar. If we get our assemblies rocking and rolling, and I just got a call from Lena on the uh, from the Power Passion Freedom Show. I feel bad. I, I couldn't pick up. I, I had my phone in my hand. I could have picked up, but again, been so busy. Um, but she left me a voicemail saying, hey, we got another state rocking and rolling, getting it lined up. You know, Destry and Paul and Joe, they're going to be very busy helping these states get assembled, which is great news. So I think instead of five, now we're at six states, I believe. So I don't know. I got to really get an official uh, count on that. But bottom line is there's things happening and they're happening at a very rapid pace because this information all of a sudden seems to be just spreading like wildfire. And there's no other um, explanation behind it other than, I think, the work of God happening right here. So I say all that to say this, when we have our nation states, all of the states of the United States assembled and unionized, right? A, a union of states, a confederation of states. Once we have this nation set up and situated and we, the people are back in charge again, the true power back to the people, then is when we can start allowing other nations around the world to fall underneath our Declaration of Independence. Now, if you get that, you get, you know, 80, 90, 100, 120 nations at some point doing this, and they all do the same thing that the United States did, assemble. Do you not comprehend the fact that that right there is your simple recipe to a thousand years of peace right there? Nation will not lift up sword against nation, and never again will they learn war. My, oh my, wouldn't that be great? Because you know who promotes war and funds it, right? It's the elite. They fund war because they make money on war. And they fund both sides. All right, let's continue on with the reading. Verse 5. 
Come, house of Jacob, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. For you have abandoned your people, the house of Jacob, because they are filled with influences from the east, and they are soothsayers like the Philistines. And they strike bargains with the children of foreigners. Their land has also been filled with silver and gold, and there is no end to their treasures. Their land has also been filled with horses, and there is no end to their chariots. Their land has been filled with idols. They worship the work of their hands, that which their fingers have made. So the common man has been humbled, and the man of importance has been abased. But do not forgive them. Enter the rock and... Hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of his majesty. The proud look of man will be abased and the loftiness of man will be humbled and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. Wow. I love that. Verse nine. So the common man. Please shut the door, please. Apologize for that. My daughter keeps opening the door and it's a huge distraction. Don't know how she's doing it. It's like apparently not latching. So I do apologize for the minor interruptions, but it is what it is. Um, Where was I? Um, But anyways, but right there in verse nine, where it says, so the common man has been humbled and the man of importance has been abased. Abased. Let's look up a base real quick in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. It says, Reduced to a low state, humbled, degraded. So let's go back to verse 9 again. So the common man has been humbled, and the man of importance has been abased. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. I love that. All right. Now, as we get into the day of reckoning, a day of reckoning coming, starting with verse 12, and this finishes out in verse 22. And it reads, For the Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning against everyone who is proud and lofty, and against everyone who is lifted up, that he may be abased. And it will be against all the cedars of Lebanon that are lofty and lifted, against all the oaks of Bashan, against all the lofty mountains, against all the hills that are lifted up, against every high tower, against every fortified wall, against all the ships of Tarshish, and against all the beautiful craft. The pride of man will be humbled, and the loftiness of men will be abased, and the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. But the idols will completely vanish. Men will go into caves of the rocks and into the holes of the ground before the terror of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty when he arises to make the earth tremble. In that day, men will cast away to the moles and the bats, their idols of silver and their idols of gold, which they made for themselves to worship in order to go into the caverns of the rocks and the clefts of the cliffs before the terror of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty, when he arises to make the earth tremble, stop regarding man whose breath of life is 
in his nostrils, for why should he be esteemed? That's right. You know, it just dawned on me as I was reading the last part of verse 20. They're idols of silver and idols of gold. What does Hollywood typically get? Don't they get these things called Golden Globe Awards? Golden Globe Awards? Don't they get these things called Oscars? Aren't those stupid little statues gold too? It just kind of made, it just clicked with me. Like, because obviously when I think of idols, you think of that stupid show, American Idol, where everybody wants to be a star, right? Everybody wants to go to Hollywood and sell their soul to the devil and be famous. No thanks. I've never been famous, but I think being famous would be overrated, quite frankly, with you. I mean, because you always have to be on, right? You always have to be putting on a show. Whether off camera or on the mic or off the mic or off camera. There's no way I would want to be famous. The heck with that. That sucks. Like, that's a life with no privacy, I would imagine. So in this passage, I mean, so what's Isaiah trying to tell us? So he gives us a revelation from the Lord with respect to the future exaltation, you know, exaltation of Zion, which is the church in the latter days, meaning the days of the Lord reigning in heaven after his birth, death, and resurrection. And so when you look at verse 2, the, you know, the exaltation of Zion, which is the mountain of the house of the Lord, shall be established as the highest of the mountains. Nations are often depicted as mountains in Scripture. And here we see Christ will establish his church as higher and greater than all nations of men. And it is glorious because he will dwell in it by his spirit, and he builds it. See, this is the thing. Nobody ever should try to be higher than the Lord because... Ah, Nothing, nothing good is going to come of that. You try to get higher than the Lord and build a tower that's higher than, you know, the, the skies of God. I, I just, nothing good can come of that. Now, this doesn't mean that the church will be afflicted and go through, you know, much tribulation on earth. But nevertheless, the Lamb of God secures those who know him. And they are called the redeemed. They are called the redeemed of God. And the exaltation of Zion is not only a heavenly perspective, but his people on earth love the church more than the world because it is highest mountain in their esteem. And they, and this they see by faith. This is one of the biggest reasons why we're trying to step away from everything secular and pagan to the best of our ability. We want nothing to do with the, anything in this world that we once used to look at as tradition and things that were fun as kids, you know, from the Easter egg hunts to Santa Claus to, you know, trick-or-treating on Halloween and dressing up like little goblins and ghouls. You know, once I started, we, excuse me, once we started waking up, my wife and I both, to the true truth behind all of this sorcery and witchery and nonsensical magic BS. Sorry, we want nothing to do with that. You know what we were told? I, I Listen, <laughs> my wife was told by one of our neighbors who was a friend. And look, I, I appreciate her honesty, and quite frankly, I don't really care about names because, well, that's why I do this show. I don't really care what people think. I mean, I care, I care about not offending people on purpose. But like, if I say something truthful, and it happens to offend you, well, I guess that sucks to be you. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Walk away. 
don't don't be around me, I guess. But my wife was called weird because my wife, you know, with all the research and digging that she's been doing on water, like she feels like no water is trustworthy, like even in bottles, right? Nothing. And so she boils all her water, which, hey, that's fine. Like, you know, because, you know, I mean, no matter what, I don't think we're going to get everything out. I mean, we have to completely get rid of the, you know, the, the tyrannical evil people in government so we can actually try to, you know, have some good solid cleaning water. But I think we're going to be dealing with that issue for a minute yet. But she's still to try to deal with it and within her own power uh, capabilities within, you know, these four walls of her home. She boils all the water. doesn't matter if it comes out of, you know, a jug or a water bottle, whatever. She boils it and then puts it in a pitcher. And, and, and believe it or not, it actually does taste pretty good. But one of the neighbors called her weird for that. She goes, you're really weird. And I looked at my wife. I said, you know, it's like Donna told us. Look at that like a badge of honor because you know what? It's weird. It's the people who are weird and that don't follow the crowd like a bunch of sheep that oftentimes end up being ahead of the herd by miles or more. And then when the rest of the pack comes catching up and they start asking questions like, how'd you know about this? How'd you hear about this? Well, you know, remember back in the day when you all called us weird, when we were trying to tell you and wake you up to this, that, and the other? Yeah, well, don't ask me how we know. We just, we, we, we did some due diligence and we read and we researched and we prayed on it and asked God for discernment and, and here we are. <laughs> and so anyway, I just told my wife, I said, yeah, I said, I have a funny feeling. We are going to be known as the, as the, as the weird people. But again, you know, it's, it's just, you know, we're trying to step away from everything secular in the world and just follow nothing but Christ because Christ is the highest. And it's a wondrous thing to know that, you know, back then, if you were a citizen of Zion, you know, the eternal city of God, a city whose founder and builder is God, you know, every Christian is a living stone of that temple and will endure as long as that city does forever and ever. And so when you celebrate the birth of Christ, you know, you celebrate the glory of, you know, of God's, you know, church. The church of the Lord, redeemed by his own blood. And if you belong to her, no matter what you must endure here on earth, you know, no matter what you must endure here can sever you from the city of blessedness. If you truly belong to her, no matter what you endure here, you can't be severed from that. And so as we kind of looked at, you know, a little bit further down in verse three, where it says, you know, all the nations shall flow to it saying, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. This is a vision of people from every tribe, every tongue and nation coming to Christ and joining in his church. A vast throng of people that we would see responding to the word of the Lord. Well, Jason, that kind of sounds like some one world religion stuff. No, 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 no. See, that's where you're wrong. See, you're talking about religion. Religion is a man-made thing. Jesus is a God-made thing. <laughs> that was good, Rita. I like that. Just watch. Tinfoil hats are going to be the fashion statement one day. <laughs> yes, indeed. You are so right. You are so right. That is funny. And so, you know, 
the Apostle Peter began this at Pentecost, where the gospel was first proclaimed, and many from different, you know, that came from different lands came to Christ at hearing that initial sermon in Acts 2. And now it has now gone into the, all the world and redeemed, and the redeemed of Christ throughout all generations and lands have sung the same song of grace. You know, grace is a glorious attribute by which God sets himself to triumph over the greatest evil that can ever be. And especially over sin. And the devil can't prevail over grace. He, it, he can't. Absolutely can't. And there is more height and more depth and more breadth. Than, and there are greater dimensions in love and mercy within Christ than there are in our sins and our miseries. And all this is literally a gloriously revealed, it's all gloriously revealed in the gospel. No one in sin naturally belongs to Christ or his church. You must enter by embracing him. I mean, what we what were we talking about back in Romans? And so as, you know, it, at the end of the day, you know, we see the effects of grace in these familiar words that we saw in verse four, where it says that they shall beat their swords. And this is what kind of caught me off guard. You know, not caught, caught me off guard, excuse me, but kind of made me stop and ponder for a minute where it says, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation. And some would actually see in these words that a future time of peace in this world under Christ's reign Again, that thousand years of peace that I, you know, what we keep thinking and talking about. And certainly all Christians believe that there will be no war or enmity between men in the new heavens and earth. See, when, they, when people keep saying, with everything that's going on, people keep saying, oh, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the world. Is it, though? Like, maybe it's the end of the old world, right? The old world that we were used to and the dawn of a new world, new heavens, right? I don't know. Very interesting stuff. And tomorrow we'll be back here for another 1% with him, and we'll do a reading out of Isaiah chapter 3. I have to be cognizant of the time, but I do want to read a prayer that I think I'm going to record and play this every day because I believe this is very fitting. And then, of course, we'll add a little bit to it afterwards, but I'm going to read it live at the moment. And that's another badge of honor. Yeah, Ron, uh, Raccoon6 here. Ron, he says that uh, I just go with you're crazy. Then they all call on me for crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Th isn't that funny how that works? You get called crazy. But then when someone hears something a little outlandish and it's like it's it piques their interest in in a very weird, peculiar way because they're like, wait a minute. I remember Ron down the street was talking about this crazy nonsense about the World Trade Centers not being a true terrorist attack from people in the Middle East. Now, I got to go back and I got to ask him because I'm hearing something different now from more official sources. Oh, my God. Look out. I'm okay being crazy. In fact, I'm okay not. Uh, you know what? I know this is, might come as a shock to a lot of you people out there, but I'm okay people not 
being drawn to me as wanting to be my friend, to be honest with you. I really am. Like, it's not that I try to set out to be unfriendly because I'm a very friendly person. I like to chat and, you know, enjoy company with people that I can actually trust and, you know, have a good, solid conversation with and not feel like it's a an empty friendship, you know. But I'm okay with people not wanting to set the world on fire to try to be in my presence. I am really happy with that because I really don't want that. <laughs> I, I like being by myself. You know, I just, I want my family. That's it. Maybe one other dude, you know, guy friend, which, you know, even that's too much for me. I, I just, I, I want God, Christ, my family. That's it. So let me read this prayer. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm going to do this in a recording and then we'll add to it because I want to play this every day like we do with the Warriors Prayer because I love this. So this is called the Strategic Warfare Prayer. And I believe some of you might have heard it out there in California when uh, somebody from our county assembly took a visit out there. It says, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we nullify, dismantle, cancel, and forcefully oppose all satanic operations, maneuvers, manipulations, subversion, strategies, tactics, plots, plans, and ploys, which are designed to hinder, prevent, frustrate, foil, deny, or delay God's original plans and purposes from their quick, swift, and speedy manifestation taking place in their correct time and season. By the way, you can. that's from Daniel 7.25. Next part of the prayer, we rebuke and dismantle satanic alliances and confederations, arrest them and stop them by the spirit. Let every covert and clandestine effort and endeavor fail. Cause the news media to be caught in their lying in manipulation so that only the truth is manifested. You can see that referenced in Nehemiah 4, 7 through 8, Esther 3, 1 through 9, and then 32, excuse me. 3 1 and then 9 32 job 5 12 through 14 psalm 83 5 and then second chronicles 20 35 we decree that every satanic strategy of inhibit inhibition prohibition and limitation placed upon the body of christ by the dark side shall not prevail we declare all invisible and visible walls of opposition restriction and delay will be exposed and destroyed Colossians 1.16 and Joshua 6.1. Confound the devices and evil plans of the enemy that they have crafted so that their hands are not able to perform their enterprise. Save those that can be saved, O Lord, but those that cannot be saved, overtake them in their own crafty and devious ways. Let them fall into their own pits they have dug for the righteous. Let the fire of God devour them. Let them turn and consume one another and have them in total confusion and derision. See that from Psalms 35, 4, 53, 50, verse 3, 55, verse 9, 70, verse 2, 83, verse 17, and John 8, 32. We lose the host of heaven to war against the host of darkness and bring an end to all deceptive, secret, and destructive measures designed to destroy all of God's creation and defile the world. For this reason was the Son of God made manifest that he would destroy the works of the enemy. You can find that reference in John 2, 15 through 17, Acts 16, verse 16 through 19, and 1 John 3, 8. We overthrow spoken words, enchantments, divinations, spells, hexes, vexes, curses, witchcraft, 
prayers and every idle word spoken contrary to God's original plans and purposes, according to Isaiah 54, 17. We reverse the curses associated with all these ceremonies, rituals, utterances, and plans to bring about a chaotic, bloody revolution in America to usher in martial law and the New World Order. Father, we humbly ask you to... Reveal every hidden agenda, plan, and cover up in the secret in the secret shadow government regarding their attempts to manipulate end time events, leading to the destruction of your righteous seed. <clears throat> Release your divine strategies and revelation upon the righteous person in government worldwide. Fill them with your Holy Spirit and cause your divine wisdom to come upon them. Arrest those that operate in the spirit of Jezebel and Belial, and cause them to be caught in their own lies and conspiracies. Let them not be able to resist the spirit of truth or gain any ground in the natural or spiritual realm. Cause every spirit that is released from their diabolical assignment to be cast into the abyss until which time they be cast into the lake of fire. Let the laws that govern this prayer and all spiritual warfare strategies and tactics be blinded, excuse me, binded by the word the blood and by the spirit, a prayer to neutralize occult rituals. We overrule all strategies, tactics, and curses of the enemy by the power of the name of Jesus Christ and his shed blood. We decree and declare that their plan shall be uncovered and shall not prevail, and their plan shall be frustrated and unable to achieve any impact, and their threatenings and violent verbal dealings are returned to them 100-fold. Send divine power, angelic forces against their diabolical plans to frustrate and expose them so that they will be dismantled. Dispatch legions of warring angels to enforce your perfect will on the United States of America and on all the earth. Cause him to be a trumpet, shedding light upon the dark, hidden secrets of the wicked. Send a spirit of confusion amongst the camp of the enemy. Let their tongues be divided. When they communicate, let it be incoherent and misunderstood. Please call these cause these prayers and all future future prayers to take on characteristics of divine projectiles in the realm of the spirit so that they hit the bull's eye we seal this prayer in the name of jesus christ and the blood of the lamb amen and then of course this is where we would add our own personal prayers and again we just pray and say thank you for another day of life and good health and for giving us discernment, Father. We appreciate all of that. Thank you for our family and companionship and marriage and our children, grandchildren. Thank you for the gift of work. May we get into a future where work won't be exploited by the wrong people, but work be truly a gift once again to the rest of the world not used as a mechanism for slavery. We pray all this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you all today. I do appreciate every single one of you for joining us here today. I really do. And tomorrow, um, I'm going to try to do two shows. Um, if not, it might just only be the 1% with him. Like I said, forgive me. Um, cause like I said, I got a lot of, pro I got a lot of projects going on. I got two big projects going on, um, on top of a 12 to 13 hour workday, family life, all that stuff. So it's been pretty chaotic for me. Like I said, Lena with the power, passion, freedom 
show. She called me today, left me a voicemail. I got to try to find some time to reach back out to her. Um, so, you know, not sure, not sure what that conversation will bring about, but one way or another, one thing's for sure. She was singing in my voicemail. In fact, um, let me see. I'll just, let me see. It's kind of on the fly here, but, uh, here, I'll just let you hear it for yourself for a second. And before we sign off, let's see if I can get this up here. Hold on. Oh, hold on. What's going on? Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, don't want to call her. See, now I'm, I'm seeing pressing buttons when I shouldn't. I don't want to call her. See, that's, see, this is what happens. This is why I can't have nice things. Voicemail. Play. Come on. It shouldn't be that hard. Play. Play. Hi, Jason. This is Lena. How are you? Um, I'm just listening to some of your podcasts. Uh, I got a message from your mom. Sweet lady. Love her in Florida. Oh, my gosh. A great family you have. It's just absolutely amazing. So I was wondering if we could get together and chat for a little bit. You let me know. Um, got another state going on. Ready to go. Got one all done. Flying Destrian. So excited. woo Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Got an, got another state. Another state. You know how cool that is? Another state. Lena is a godsend, and I cannot wait to get on the phone with her. I have to send her a text and let her know that, um, you know, just I'll be busy from now until pretty much the middle of next week until after the election. And like I said, I got some computer projects and uh, it's just been busy, busy, busy. So I do apologize if uh, there won't be as many shows. Um, I am off this Friday, so I will have a Brandenburg block hour. It'll just be her um, kind of give, you know, we're going to kind of go over everything. I'm going to let her just take the floor and talk about anything and anything, anything and everything that she wants to discuss before her election come Tuesday. Um, at some point, I'll try to squeeze in a uh, an assembly update and more. Try to figure out what's going on there. So that'll be cool. But there's a lot going on, ladies and gentlemen. I do, I do appreciate all your patience and understanding. Like I said, I do not want to allow the podcast to be uh, taking a back seat. Like I said, I might... You know, you might see one or two shows a little less between now and next week, but I do want to do a uh, an assembly update and more, and I will continue to do the 1% with him because that has to continuously go. I, I made a commitment to God. I will not waver on that. So that will still go. And so I say all that to say this. Tomorrow, I'd like to have Randy on because um, Randy, he's a listener down in Indiana, and I believe he might be getting involved or if not already involved with this, this assembly down there. But he's also he's got uh, a little sign business that he does and his daughter does it, too, where they um, they got sublimation machines. And so basically they can make uh, nice, nicely designed tumblers, you know, coffee cup tumblers and actual coffee mugs. And so I'm going to have him on the show tomorrow to talk a little bit more about that. I'm going to let him, you know, describe what, you know, what he's got going on, how you can reach out to him. If you like one of those, his hard line coffee tumblers, you usually see me uh, sipping out of when I'm on the Brandenburg news network. Um, I tell you what, and it's great too. I mean, it's not vinyl. It's, you know, it's like printed on there. I don't know how they do it, but way beyond my understanding and way beyond my time of uh, ability, you know, my time ability to try to learn something like that. But if I can help someone in the community, make a little money at the end of the day, I still win because that means the podcast is getting out there. The word is getting out there. That's all I care about. 
And so if somebody can make a little money on the side while helping me promote the show, that's a win-win, I think, in my book. And so God is good. Try to get everybody, you know, I like to see everybody win. Seriously, I, I like to see everybody win. Um, yeah, you know, that's just kind of my mantra. I want to see everyone win. So anyway, until then or the next time, we will see you tomorrow with another episode of 1% with him. And we'll have Randy on tomorrow. Like I said, I also apologize for not being able to give you guys a set time every day that I'll be on live. Today was one of those 13-hour days. And, you know, so if I would have set a time for 3.30, I was just walking out the door at 3.30. So I, that's why I can't do it, you know. So I hope you all have a great day. Blessed day, blessed night, wherever you're at in the world. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible, spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. out our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.